This is High Stakes from Gerard Phillips, Kate and Hancock. Hey, I'm David Schifrin. Each week, the team at Gerard picks a story. It might be one that makes big headlines. Maybe it's a little bit under the radar, but it's always one that we see as significant to healthcare providers. I dig into that story with a quick eight or nine minute conversation with one of my colleagues. It's what you're about to hear. And then we also lay out our take in our weekly newsletter. And also in that newsletter, we sprinkle in a few other headlines. So to get that insight, head over to gerardinc.com slash subscribe, or if I'm being honest, just check out gerardinc.com and you'll eventually get a pop-up that will point you in the right direction. So that's J-A-R-R-A-R-D-I-N-C.com. So housekeeping out of the way, today we're looking at news that CVS is going to place mental health providers, therapists, and about a dozen of its health hubs in areas where access to care isn't great, and the plan is for them to expand over time. I got Dan Schlachter, who is an AVP in our health services practice, to run down some of the different elements of this story. So Dan, I guess the first question is, like, what's your overall take on, you know, over the last several years, we've seen more and more involvement in healthcare from CVS and mm -hmm. Walgreens and other retail outlets, Walmart, Kroger. What's your general, I don't know, what's the general vibe for you as you're looking at these guys jumping in and trying to become more healthcare providers? Mm -hmm. I think it's a net positive. I think the more that healthcare is front of mind for, for everyone and is seen as something that should be accessible and considered in, in the majority of what we're doing, I think it, it's a benefit to everybody. I kind of see it the way um, my mom is a librarian and people always ask for her take on, you know, a particular book and her response is always at least the reading. And that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of my thought here is, you know, at least they're thinking about healthcare. So I think it's a net positive. The more people that we have involved in the conversation, hopefully it's the whole rising tide lifts all ships. In the spirit of kind of the kind truth for traditional providers, do you see this movement and I mean, maybe even this specific move of CVS embedding mental health professionals in their clinics? Is that just a straight up opportunity that they saw? Is it in response to deficiencies that you think they saw in sort of the traditional model? Well, certainly I think, I think there wouldn't be an opportunity if there wasn't a deficiency in the, in the model, right? So they've seen a need, they're capitalizing on it. And I think that it should be a wake up call to providers. And I, I see that more from the consumerization standpoint. You've got these locations, they are where they are for a reason. People are used to going there for any number of, of reasons. And um, now they're adding another service. And uh, certainly if there's somebody that knows about consumer habits and spending, it's it's someplace like CVS. So certainly I would, I would be concerned about it from a traditional provider standpoint because they're clearly jumping into the game and they're going to bring all of their consumer knowledge with them. So with that competition then and the concern, I mean, that's, that's another, I don't know, another front that traditional providers have to sort of either defend against, or I guess, lean into mm -hmm. what's the response from their perspective. The, what you think they're, you know, the appropriate response from the traditional provider's perspective? I think they need to show how they are being consumer friendly. Your providers, I think, have acted as, as if they are the only game in town for a long time because they have been the, the only game in town for a long time. But now, whether it's CVS or startups or other new entrants to the, to the game, you know, they're, they're going to have competition from a number of sides. And 
if I'm a traditional provider, first I want to evaluate the game <laughs> to make sure I know which one I'm playing so that I know which of these new competitors to take seriously. And then I want to make sure that I'm taking every opportunity to be very clear and um, transparent and obvious to patients in the community how I'm trying to make this an easier experience for them. All right, so Dan, what um, what are some aspects of this move that might be sort of unexpected or that could be either problematic or interesting? Well, the in terms of partnership, I think one of the things that has caught my eye around some of the CBS coverage so far is messages around how they'll be referring, specifically mentions of community providers and others within certainly the Aetna network. So I think that's the big question is what is this going to end up looking like from a care continuum standpoint? You know, I think somebody like CVS has got has got a leg up there because they are so vast in terms of their footprint. And so Yeah, and as you really said, they're also they're also vertically integrated because of Aetna. Right. So. so so what is their what do all of their local, regional, and national networks look like and how are they going to use them? You know, is this going to be episodic care or is this really going to be an opportunity to create a new access point for, for a real care continuum. Because if there's one thing that we know about mental and behavioral health is that it's, it's an ongoing need. The retail side of this is, is what is sticking most with me, which, you know, is not a, <laughs> is not a shocker, but it's one of those things that it's almost so obvious that I wonder if people will overlook it. And when you first asked me about this, one of the things that initially came to mind was this kind of gauntlet of vice that you have to navigate when you go into a CVS, right? Where it's chocolate, it's junk food, gossip <laughs> magazines, depending on the location, it could be alcohol. You've got this entire structure set up to tune into your impulse to buy and consume. And um, that's what an organization like CVS does really well. It's why they're successful. How does that translate to mental health and behavioral health. If I'm seeking those services, chances are I'm gonna be walking by a bunch of triggers en route to get that care. So oh, that's interesting. What does this yeah. mean? What does this mean from CVS's retail standpoint? You know, is this a separate entrance? Certainly that raises the the privacy aspect of all of this and how people see this as a different level of of a personal decision. So there's the, there's that aspect of it of, you know, am I going to feel safe entering this space? But then there's also the aspect of that same consideration from a retail standpoint of, am I going to be confident navigating that physical space to get to the care that I need? But then the flip side of that is you go to a hospital or doctor's office or, or what have you. And it is decidedly not a retail experience. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't see you don't see prices anywhere. You're not necessarily being visually pushed towards any particular action. And, you know, as we've seen even in just the past couple of weeks around price transparency measures, there's certainly a resistance to even go in that direction. So as somebody like CVS who is highly retail enters the market. What does that retailness aspect of all of this mean for a traditional provider? And what can they do to leverage 
kind of the retail experience in good ways to improve their patient experience in ways that are still, you know, promoting care, promoting wellness, et cetera. So what else is on your mind, Dan? What else uh, did you think about as you read this article? Um, so other things that were just kind of on my mind with this were the hours aspect, because the one of the recurring themes in the coverage so far is this is going to be great for access. They've got a great uh, geographic footprint, but also depending on your neighborhood, your CVS might close at seven o'clock. And so if this is potentially going to reduce ED utilization, if you need support after seven o'clock is probably is maybe a time when you're going to go for it. I saw, I've seen in the coverage that there's going to be the telehealth opportunity for after hours and weekend coverage. So it's, that's kind of a question mark. What's that going to look like? The care coordination piece, which, which I mentioned a little bit, but then also like from a data and EMR standpoint, mixing retail and consumer data with, with your traditional electronic medical record, where's the line there? Does this give a company like CVS an opportunity to mix that data to everyone's benefit a little bit more? How are they going to use that? That's been a question, I think, on people's minds ever since companies like CVS have, have decided to get into healthcare. But I think this kind of continues in that progression. All right. Love it. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Thanks for the call.